What's up, rap stars? It's your host, Romeo Santos, co-host Kenny Fulton. Kenny, how are you today, my man? Doing great, doing great. You know, we're uh, coming up on the last quarter of the year. So yes, sir. Feeling motivated, excited. Yes, sir. Yep, yep. It's a little bit chilly. I got a sweatshirt on today. This is kind of crazy, but I, I'm liking it. Um, I think I'll like it for like maybe a month and then I'll, and then I'll be over it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's that time of year, you know, some days it's hot, some days it's cold. Don't know what to put on when you get up in the morning. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Decision fatigue. All right. Um, so we, we wanted to talk today to our audience about the fourth quarter and more importantly about not losing momentum during the fourth quarter, like so many agents do. And like we have done as well, because, you know, you can have a really strong October, November, and then all of a sudden the holidays show up, you start spending time with family, you feel like your clients back off. So then you back off. And the next thing you know, you kind of get through the holidays and the new year and maybe week two, week three of January, you kind of start getting back after it, but then you don't, you don't see any business until March. And so We've got to be really careful at this time of the year to stay diligent. And even through all of the distractions with the holidays, which we should take full advantage of spending time with our loved ones, still pushing through to make sure that there's consistency in our businesses. Right, Kenny? Yeah, that's an excellent point. And not just for our own needs, you know, as, as full-time agents, you know, this is our primary source of income, you know, right. uh, for the time being. So, you know, you have to keep that motivation and that energy up, but also for your clients. Yeah. You know, your clients, there are a lot of great opportunities this time of year. Um, I purchased my last two homes in December, you know, mm -hmm. so the period of time where a lot of people are thinking like, oh, well, things are slowing down. And if it hasn't happened yet, it's not going to happen. This is also a great time of year to find some some deals where you're not competing against, you know, 20 other people. If you're a buyer, if you're a seller, this, you know, you're going on to your, 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 your next property as well. This is still a great time. There are a lot of still, a lot of buyers who are still out there. Maybe their priorities have changed. Uh, maybe yeah. their needs have changed. So it's good on both sides. Yeah, I, I would, I would agree for sure. So what are some of the things that you are going to do this year, Kenny, going into the fourth quarter to make sure that you don't fall off towards the end of this year and beginning of next year, 2022? I mean, well, I think what you said earlier is key is like the consistency, you know, with your actions. Mm -hmm. So in particular, you know, it was really tough for buyers uh, for a large portion of this year, but now the market is more favorable towards them. So um, uh, staying engaged with my clients, making sure that I'm making my contacts, doing my follow-ups, engaging them, mm -hmm. sending them listings, getting them out there, keeping them motivated. Um, and also, you know, daylight is, is limited right now. So yeah. um, as, as we get into the further in the year, so your evenings, you kind of have a little bit less of an evening to get out there with clients. So maybe you can't show them four houses on a Thursday night, right? Right. Um, and on a Saturday, maybe you can't get out there as early in the morning, maybe due to weather or, you know, due to, you know, how bright it is outside. Sure. Uh, but but not letting that discourage people from getting out there. So I'd say the number one thing is just, you know, staying consistent with, with our actions, uh, making our contacts and follow-ups and uh, on a weekly basis, make sure that I'm still engaging, you know, my, my active client list. Yeah, for sure. And I think this time of year, more important than any time of year, it's really important that you're purposeful because without a doubt, 
there are demands of your time from your family and your loved ones during this time of the year that you must attend to, right? It's not okay not to show up to Thanksgiving, at least not in my household. It's not okay not to show up on Christmas day or Hanukkah or whichever holiday it is that maybe you celebrate, right? So those things you can't get out of. And it's not just those days, right? If it was just the one day, that'd be no big deal, but it's not just the one day. You've got this family that has a party around the holidays that wants to invite you and this holiday, or maybe, you know, you have Thanksgiving, you've got family that live in another state. And so it's a week away and maybe you're stopping here and you're going there. So you've got to really plan ahead of time to make sure that you're setting yourself up for success and that you're being very purposeful. Right. And so we talk a lot each week when we review our pipeline about where we are with our clients and which ones really are the ones we should be focusing on that have the highest likelihood and the highest need of our time versus those that may not. And and I think that that helps us to stay a lot more focused on exactly what needs to happen. Yeah, that's a really good point. You know, you have to prioritize your clients, you know, who is the most likely to transact, who has the highest need for your services and um, but then also, you know, not not letting people get too cold either, because yeah. I have found, you know, there might be some people that I've engaged with in the spring when they were super motivated and want to get out there and maybe it just wasn't the right market for them to be competitive mm-hmm. and not following up with them. And then, you know, you might find out like, hey, just bought a house, you know, because <laughs> I haven't spoke to you in six months. So, yeah, you, you got to prioritize, but you also need to check in and just see where people are at, you know, let them know yeah, that you're sure. here if, if they need you. Absolutely. And so, you know, it's also a really good time because a lot of people that are not in a sales world, naturally, like if you're in a corporate environment, Mm -hmm. a lot of times you start having department parties and things start to lack slack off a little bit. And there's, you know, the, the, the bosses are not quite as on top, you know? And so you, you have more people I believe that are going to be just kind of playing around on their cell phones, looking at social media, more open to conversate and dialogue. People are happy typically Mm -hmm. during this holiday season that we're going to be coming into. And so what a great opportunity for you to capitalize on that joyous feeling that people have and, and reach out, have some conversations or do some extra posts on Facebook that maybe can create some engagement that you can then open up dialogues with people that maybe you haven't spoken to in a while. Now is the time for you to really double down on the things that you've been doing that's working and also look around and see, is there anything else that I could be doing that other people are doing effectively? Right. Yeah. I was on a call earlier today where somebody was talking about posting questions that elicit dialogues. And we've talked about that in our organization and I've done it and I've shared with the team how much feedback I get. Like I posted one post one time that said, if you had $25,000 and you could update any room in your house, which room would it be? And it was like 200 conversations in the thread. That's such an incredible way to get into a dialogue with people yet. I haven't consistently done it. And so I've lost some of that momentum of being able to do so, but those are where you can really get involved take it offline and say, Hey, so I noticed that you said that like your kitchen is tiny, that the 25 K wouldn't even do it for you is now the time to maybe list your house so that we can help you buy one that, that the 25 K would help. 
right? Now's the time when you've got to have your reticulator activated system, your RAS up, where you're paying attention to who may be looking to transact so that you can help them. Mm, yeah, that's a really good point. And it's something that uh, we spoke about this morning was using this time now to get ready. So we talked about the holidays, mm -hmm. right? So if you plan on sending out, you know, holiday cards, mm -hmm. uh, getting your list together now, following up, making sure that you have addresses or emails or whatever way you contact your, your people. So yeah. you're not, you know, a week before Christmas trying to scramble and be like, oh, I got to get these cards out. And, you know, but I got all these people that I need to get updated information for. So, you know, getting prepared for that holiday season now, I think is really going to come come in uh, into, into play. And then also just trying to figure out, like, what are you going to do? So I know last year we, we did a couple things during the holidays. And one that logistically was kind of challenging for us with the pumpkins. Oh, that was hard. <laughs> <laughs> and I just remember we were, I mean, the, 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 I'll, I'll say the, it was a logistical challenge because pumpkins are big, right? Yeah. And, you know, it's something that uh, has an expiration date on it. Right. You know, uh, we had to coordinate, you know, picking them up. That required that you even had a vehicle big enough. I mean, <laughs> I don't even remember how many you delivered. Yeah. Um, it was, it was a, literally a ton um, yeah. but, uh, like that was something that, you know, was, was great and people appreciated it. Right. Uh, but we, we definitely did it the hard way and, um, you know, so, sure. so better plan, but what we learned from it, we like, you know what, next year, uh, we're not going to do pumpkins. Uh, but also, you know, there, there were a lot of things that we learned along the way of how we could have done it better, but, right. but we got it done, you know, but right. it was definitely not the, um, the, the easiest route to, to do it. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, a lot of those things that, that, that you guys have been able to learn through my mistakes has been my natural behavior of, of like deciding I want to do something and then just doing it. And it's, it serves me well. And it also hurts me at times. It serves me well because I'm always going to be in action. I'm not going to, I'm not going to procrastinate on things, but it hurts me in the sense that I don't plan as much as I should. And so we find ourselves in those situations where I have a Ford F-150 pickup truck. That's a big truck. All the pumpkins would not fit in my vehicle. We had to have two car loads to pick up the, the, the pumpkins. And you're right. And because our clients are all over the place, that didn't work out. So yeah, I agree. That was challenging. However, what could be really easy is planning that out and sending out a pumpkin carving kit, which you could probably order from Amazon and then just mail them out individually, which would be really simple. And then you could do something around it where you say, all right, everybody take a picture, which is what we did last year anyways. Yep. And the winner is going to win X. I think we gave away an iPad, right? Yep. Yep. And right. we had a lot of entries as a well. A ton of entries for sure. So I think those are the types of things that we still want to do, which are events that don't mm -hmm. require people to go anywhere. Cause even that, like, let's be honest, there's enough demand on our time. How easy is it to get a group of people to come together? especially with COVID. Is everybody there vaccinated? Well, I don't know. This is going to be a weird conversation. So why don't we make it so that it's simple and people can engage, right? Yeah. And, and, and even you mentioned something like if you're going to send out cards, do you have your list together? Do you need to update addresses? That's a wonderful idea. And what a better way to actually get addresses from your sphere. If you say, hey, we're doing a pumpkin carving contest and we're going to send everybody a pumpkin carving kit but I don't have your address. What's your address so I can send that out to you and hopefully your kids can, you know, participate. Last year we gave away an iPad. I think we're going to do something similar to that this year. What? Really? Yeah, my address is 1234 Main Street. Okay, cool. Now you have an address. Now you can continue yeah. to mail them things, right? Or if you're going to send out Christmas cards, 
are you going to send out a Christmas postcard or are you going to hand write a card to everybody? Well, if you're going to hand write a card to everybody, you probably better get started writing your cards now so that you can write two or three a day so yeah. that you can actually have them all written out by the time it's time to mail them. Cause trust me, if you wait till the week before and you've got to hand write a hundred cards, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, there's, there's another thing though, um, uh, to your credit, uh, I can't remember how you put it. Is it, is it imperfect action? There's another yeah. saying that you have around yeah. that. Imperfect action beats a, beats a perfect action anytime. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Cause it, it still gets done, you know, right. and right. it still left an impression, you know? Uh, yeah. so, so, you know, you also can't let, you know, something not being perfect stop you from doing it because totally. that might limit you as well. So, you know, we got time to, to get things right, you know, having this discussion this early in the year. Uh, but also if it's not perfect, it doesn't mean that you, you shouldn't do it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, also during this time of year, while you're not letting yourself slack off, there is absolutely a, a portion of your business that you generate this year that will not close this year. Right. So now is also a really good time for you to start planning out. What do I want my 2022 to look like? And we talked about that earlier today as well in our meeting, meaning what do I want it to look like from a volume perspective? How many families do I want to help? How much volume would I like to generate? How much gross commission income would I like to earn? Right. And also, what does my business look like? Is the business that I did this year the volume that I wanted? If the answer is yes, good for you. If the answer is no, you got some work to do. If the answer is yes, but it was all over the world, and I think I could have done more if it was more centrally located, now you've got yourself a challenge. Well, then how do you centrally locate more of your business? How is it that you can do that? And now's the time to start planning those things because we know that if you start doing something now or in a couple of weeks, that by January, February, March, you're going to start seeing the results. So like for me, I want to get a lot more business in our community where I live of Annapolis, Maryland. Well, I need to start those efforts now so that they start to show up in January, February, March, and then carry through the rest of the year. But if I wait until next year to try to do that, it'll show up in July. And that's not going to do me the, the amount of good that I want it to do. Yeah. And I think that's why a lot of companies, you know, we, we think about next year in terms of January 1st, mm -hmm. you know, but from a corporate perspective, you know, they have fiscal years, right? right. So their goals might not be based around the, the, the calendar, you know, from January might be. So it's almost kind of like that. Like, you know, we, 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 when we start, we you can't start planning for January and December, you right. know, we're kind of already wrapped up, you know, the height of this season, but there's still plenty of business to, to be transacted. Right. Um, but to start thinking about January, you know, we have to start thinking about that now in order to prepare yeah. for it. So, um, uh, and I think that's one of the great things about being in Maryland is you do have those change of seasons, which I mm -hmm. think also kind of, you know, gets your mind kind of thinking differently as, as a year yeah. progressive. I wonder if we were like in Miami or somewhere where it's sunny kind of, you know, 365, you know, maybe how that works, works, you know, uh, psychologically there. Uh, but for here, for sure. Another thing is when you think about your clients who have families and they have children, the kids are back in school, mm -hmm. um, the kids have practices and things like that. Um, it's, it's, it's also, there, there are going to be some limitations on people's availability, but what I've have found yeah. is that, um, now that your client's time is limited, they value your time a little bit better now right because mm -hmm. like they don't have all day to go and look at six houses now 
you can really start to dial people in, you know, a little bit more. I'm like, oh, I only have, you know, an hour of this evening. Okay, great. Well, this is the one property that we really need to, to focus on instead right. of looking, you know, for whatever. So, so there are a lot of advantages uh, to still engaging with your clients during this period of time too, because, you know, time is valuable. Our time yeah. is always valuable, but, you know, sometimes it's harder to get, you know, uh, you know, your clients to, to, to see that as well. Absolutely. So, so what do you think um, as far as next year, what do you think will be different going into, let's say, January next year that you're going to do differently as opposed to 2020 going into 2021 January? Well, I, I think that we're going to have a lot more listings um, in inventory in January. And we're going to have a lot more closings that are carrying over from November, December deals, right? So we're going to kick off January with a lot better, you know, springboard, if you would, for the rest of the year. And what that's going to allow us to do and everything that, that I'm working on from like an organizational standpoint is how do we focus on generating a higher level of listings around listings. What does that look like? What do we need to do to ensure that that's actually happening? We cannot just sit on our laurels and be happy with the fact that we're getting a listing here, a listing there, and a listing there. But if we get a listing in our area that we want to do business, what are we doing to ensure that we begin to take market share in that area, right? Mm -hmm. How do we start putting more shingles in the ground so that we can then continue to communicate to more of those homeowners and keep getting more of those listings, right? We've got to compound our efforts in a much more efficient way. And I believe that that focus on doing that now in the last days of September will, will ensure that when we are entering into 2022, that we're doing that at a high level. Mm, that's a really great point. And I, I think, you know, we did have that conversation Earlier this year, I know between you and I, maybe around March, April, we're like, wow, it's going to be really tough for buyers this year. You know, mm -hmm. and it's going to be tough for us if we don't have any listings. And we really got focused on, you know, getting more listings. And I think we did probably a better job of that this year than, than we had in, in previous years. Yeah. Um, I think it's probably going to be a very similar case next year as well. I think, you know, having the listings is, is going to be crucial, you know, to our, to our business. Um, but I like what you said about, you know, uh, focusing on the, the neighborhoods, right? So we need to get listings around listings. And, mm -hmm. and uh, we did a couple of really cool things this year uh, that um, um, I think we're thinking outside of the box that put us in a position for people to see us and, and who we are and, and see that we're going above and beyond for our clients. Um, so just for anybody who's thinking of things that you can do for listings around listings, I want to throw one of the cool things we did, which was the dumpster. Yeah. Um, you know, that was something that was kind of community focused. Uh, now, there were definitely some additional activities I could have done to, to make it an even more effective tool. Uh, but essentially, you know, we had clients who were moving out of the state and um, to make it easier for them, you know, they're like, yeah, I got a whole bunch of stuff I got to get rid of. And I was like, OK, well, here's the opportunity here. How are you going to get rid of this stuff? Well, I'm going to make a couple trips, you know, to the dump. Mm -hmm. like you have to make a lot of trips to the dump, you know, what kind of vehicle are you going to rent? A, so we ended up getting a dumpster and we, we partnered with our, with our, with our lender. And, um, we ended up, was it 500? Uh, how many yards was, uh, I think it was like 500 cubic yards? Uh, 30 yard, 30, 30 yards, 30 yards. Yep. 
$500. So yeah. 30 yard um, a dumpster that we had out there. And I did it on the day of the open house. And so there was a lot of activity, a lot of people out there walking and high visibility uh, mm -hmm. listing and um, invited people to come over and do their spring cleaning. Yeah. Um, I've seen some of the, of our peers this time of year, they're doing um, um, uh, recycle events Mm -hmm. where they're inviting, you know, people from the neighborhood or past clients to come out and bring recycle recyclables this year. I've seen one, they're doing uh, uh, electronic recycle recycling as well. Yeah. I thought it was pretty interesting. So, you know, you can work your neighborhood by giving them something as well. Instead of just flyers or knocking mm -hmm. on the door, you know, be a benefit for that community. Show them that you're doing something that's helping them out. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I think, you know, mailers that are just generic that anybody can do, they're going to take a long time and a lot of consistency over time. And you're going to have to have shingles in that neighborhood as well. Otherwise they're just going to fall on deaf ears. Yep. With that said though, going into a neighborhood that you want to own, you got to get a listing. Otherwise it'd be weird if you just went in there and did it, you could do it though, but you get a listing and then you do that event or some sort of an event where you bring the community in, but you've got to really, again, be purposeful and make sure that you meet them, right? Make sure that you shake their hand, that you get their name, that you find out what house they live at, right? That you, that, that you can then send them a thank you card that hopefully you hand wrote. Maybe you get an email address, exchange information. You need to add them into your database and then communicate with them consistently so that they will become a referral source for you and also possibly sell and buy with you. Mm, yep. Excellent point. Yeah. Excellent point. Well, I mean, I, I feel like, you know, this year as we kind of started having some conversations about, you know, who we want to be and how we want to brand ourselves, you know, um, um, I think proximity has become a, a bigger piece of the conversation as well. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, doing more businesses in the communities that we live in, you know, there's a lot of advantages to that. We live here, our right. children are in the schools, you know, we, we, we know the mm -hmm. people who live out here. And so I think for me, you know, just really focusing on the, the county that I live in, which is relatively small, I live in Howard County. Um, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a community that I've lived in for 13 years now um, that I feel really connected to. And that also has a type of properties that I like myself, like I enjoy, you know, the types of homes that are here. And it's just like, you know, you being off of the water, you right. know, you enjoy, you know, um, that type of a lifestyle. Yes. So I think kind of really, you know, merging our, our businesses with our family lives, like being able to do a showing in Columbia and then being home 15 minutes later is awesome. Huge. You know, it's also awesome selling a property in Waldorf, right? But then getting down there, you know, and that taking an hour and a half and then getting home, I mean, it, it takes up a large portion of the day and, and just isn't a, yeah. a very scalable model. So yeah. I think, you know, just really trying to make sure that what we're doing works with our family lives and our personal lives, you know, is really going to be important for us as we grow. Yeah, I mean, you know, from our days in Keller Williams, business objectives, life by design, bold, the yeah. course from Diana Kokoska, right? It says... The purpose of business is to fund, F-U-N-D, the perfect life. Mm -hmm. But that's our choice, right? And so you're right. Taking a listing in Waldorf, which is an hour away from us, is great because we get to help somebody. However, we don't get to help them as well as we want to help them. Mm -hmm. Good example is we just closed one in Forest, um, Fort Washington, which is about an hour from my house. 
And there were a lot of things that were happening with that property that I would want to personally have been able to go and check on the property a couple of times while the repairs were happening yep. as a service to my client because I care about them. The reality is, though, is that I didn't have two hours on any given day to be able to just drive down and drive back to be able to go and check on it. Yet, if it was 15 minutes down the road, I could have checked on it three times that week. Yeah, yeah. And it wouldn't have been any skin off my back. It would have been less time three times to do it one time down in Waterworth, mm. Port Washington, rather. So, yes, absolutely. Folks, focus on what you want your business to look like. Take charge and make your business look that way. Put a plan together. Open up a notepad uh, on your computer, an actual notepad that you write with a pen, a Google Doc. It doesn't matter. And start jotting out what you want your life to look like. And then go to work to create a plan to make it come to fruition. It is 100% in your ability to have anything and everything that you want. If there's somebody else out there that's doing it, then why can't you? And I'll leave everybody with that. Kenny, as always, beautiful show. Thank you so much. Kenny, where can they find you? you? Uh, Instagram, at Realtor Kenny Fulton. Facebook, Kenny Fulton. Text or call 443-763-0958. And Kenny at RedAnchorProperties.com. Beautiful. I'm at uh, Real Estate Romeo. Uh, sorry, uh, Realtor Romeo Santos. Damn, I don't even know my stuff. Realtor Romeo Santos on Instagram. Um, I'm the DMV real estate man on TikTok. I am the Romeo Santos group and also Red Anchor Properties on Facebook. And of course, just my personal page, Romeo Santos. Call me at 240-401-8023 or email me at Romeo at redanchorproperties.com. Rap stars, this has been our show. We're out.